All right, welcome back to yet another episode of The Real Couple. Um, made some adjustments since the last time we've recorded. I uh, got myself a new stool, so hopefully you won't be hearing the uh, squeaky chair this time. Well, you you definitely won't hear the squeaky chair because no one's sitting in it. It's just sitting there empty. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been a while since uh, the last time we recorded. Um, sorry, life happens and uh, we had a pretty complicated week. Um, but uh, yeah, so for this third episode, we decided to do something a little bit different. Instead of going to the theater and watching um, a new movie, we decided to uh, watch an oldie, watch a classic that neither of us had seen, um, but was uh, very, very famous and noteworthy. Hopefully, a bunch of our, our viewers have seen this. Uh, actually, I'll take that back. Hopefully, none of you have seen this because um, I, I believe we feel the same way. This movie sucked. <laughs> we should probably tell you what the movie is first. Yeah. Do you want to do um, the honors? Yes. For our first throwback episode, we decided to stay in and watch Risky Business, which came out in 1983, starring Tom Cruise. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I guess... Uh, we're calling these throwback episodes. I don't know if I'll put that in the official title. I might, yeah. Um, but uh, at the time that you're hearing this, you'll already know because you've selected the episode. So you know what I titled it already. So you know more than I do. Um, but uh, yeah, so um, initial reaction and expectations. Initial reaction for me, this movie blue chunks. I do not understand why this movie is famous. I do not either. Truthfully, I did not know what to expect going into this movie. Obviously, I'd never seen a trailer before since this movie came out well before I was born. Uh, But I guess I had just assumed that movies that came out in the 80s were clean and family friendly. (laughs) I don't know why I assumed this. Uh, But Risky Business proved me wrong. Uh, so yeah, my initial reaction was that that's an hour and a half of my life that I'm never going to get back. Um, yeah, for me, uh, similar to you, never seen a trailer. However, um, so Risky Business is the title of the film. There is a Rick and Morty episode titled Ricksty Business, where they throw this huge, crazy house party. Um, so I had assumed that there was... A big crazy house party that they throw and then at the last minute it's like oh my gosh we gotta clean up mom and dad are coming home from the airport oh no what are we gonna do um in a way that's what it was kind of yes but um but like imagine if that was the least interesting thing you've ever seen in a movie (laughs) (laughs) um like I've, i've seen it done so much better literally if people have seen the disney channel original movie smart house that did the concept better. Um, first off, Smart House. There's no prostitution in Smart House. There's no mention of prostitutes. There's no best friends being like, you know what you need tonight? It's a prostitute. What? I Okay, okay. I grew up in a fairly religious household. Um, but I still don't think that's the reason why my friends weren't talking me into contacting hookers i don't think that's the sole reason (laughs) especially not the night before your sats right yeah um so 
Yeah, it's it's so bad. Do we want to just get into it? What the move? What happens in this movie? Yeah. So the IMDb overview uh, says that this movie is about a Chicago teenager who is looking for fun at home while his parents are away, but the situation quickly gets out of hand. Yes. That is one of the most ridiculous overviews I've ever heard. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah. Um, so the movie starts, and we have a dream sequence. Uh, oh boy. It's, well, the, the movie starts with the, the, just the slowest panning across the Chicago skyline that anyone's ever seen. Takes so long. Gets no part of the story communicated at all. Um, but then, yeah, we, we go into this dream sequence. Um, Tom Cruise goes and sees this lady in the shower, um, it's not written interestingly. No. Um, and it takes a while to realize it's a dream sequence too. I feel like, um, or maybe the pacing just for me is just like really drawn out. The first line of that, like Tom Cruise speaks is the dream always goes the same way. Okay, fine. You're right. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. So there's this girl in the shower and she's toots naked. And they don't do that, like, artistic, tasteful, like, oh, we'll shoot in certain ways so, like, you never actually see anything. No, she's just, like, showering casually and just like, hey, I'm, I'm naked. And you, you see quite a bit. Um, you don't see all until later in the movie. Um, but, like, as in the first scene, I remember sort of feeling like... Um, that was unnecessary. Like, I don't even know what kind of movie this is, but that didn't feel needed. Which, I'm not the sort of person who, like, uh, won't allow nudity in my movies. I've seen all of Game of Thrones. I've seen tons and tons and tons of movies. Plenty of them have had nudity. However, there's this, like, almost like a threshold where, like, you have to be making a certain type of movie, a certain quality of movie. Similar to how, like, great pieces of art throughout history have nudity. Um, the, the Sistine Chapel, pretty sure is the one with the god touching fingers with Adam? Sure, why not? Okay, sure. Um, I know it's Michelangelo that did both pieces. Um, I'm fairly certain it's Michelangelo <laughs> that did both pieces. But, those are great pieces of art. Is there nudity? Yes, there is. But... It's great art, so whatever. If a third grader draws a penis in his notebook, because, hey, I figured out what penises look like and I know how to draw them, that's not great art. <laughs> There's, there was no reason for you to draw a dick in your notebook, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Are you comparing risky business to a third grader? <laughs> yes, I am. Yeah. Um, that was one thought I had going through this movie. Um, I was born in the wrong time. I, I wish I, w I was born back in like the 80s where I could just... Because right now I feel like I would love to make movies. But movies are like so good these days that I have to like be making masterful pieces of art if anyone's ever going to give me the time of day. Back then you could just be like, I don't know, guy like calls a, a hooker and then she's like, they, um, they become friends or something. I don't know. And audiences would have just been like, Hooray! He's amazing! Like, 
You would have been an Oscar winner if you were a filmmaker <laughs> in the 80s. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So, um, getting back to that first scene. Um, there's a moment where he's, like, trying to walk to the shower where this girl is. And they did this really interesting, like, the shower she's in is almost like on a, 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 I don't know, horizontal elevator. Like, it's moving away from him. And, like, the tiles are stretching past him. Visually, it was a really interesting shot. That all throughout the movie, I did think it had weirdly good cinematography. Yeah. And like there there were moments where like people would walk across the screen like when walking through the house or something and the way it was framed was really interesting and and very well done. But I was so mad that it was being put in this story because <laughs> the story is awful. Um at, at some point early in the movie, he has to take his parents to the airport, mm-hmm. and he walks them all the way to the plane, which I know this is pre-9-11, but it's... So weird, though. It's so weird to see it, by, like, with my today mindset, with my post-2001 mindset. It's so weird, just, like, pretty much as they're, like, high-fiving the pilots getting on the plane, their son is still like, bye, mom and dad, and it's like, wait, you're not going anywhere? Why are you this far into the airport? Right? It's Stand so outside. weird. And like, I grew up taking my grandparents to the airport and picking them up right off the... Jetway? The jet bridge? Jet bridge. Yeah. And like, every time I see a movie that was made pre-9-11 and I see that they're like right at the gate, I'm just like, what is this chaos? And why? <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's ludicrous. It's to the point where if we were to ever get so... Like, if... There was a magical world. We get so far past terrorism and horrible attacks and things like that. And airports were like, you know what? Humanity's been so chill and cool the last several decades. We're going to let you guys uh, come all the way up to the jet bridge again. I would straight up be like, ew, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> you waved to me at security. Yeah, if people were like, oh yeah, like when you drop me off at the airport, do you want to like come inside with me until I like get on my plane? I'd be like... No, I'm driving you to the airport. Once I'm at the curb, I've done my duty. Get out. I'll <laughs> see you in three days. Leave me. <laughs> like, um, anyways. We digress. <laughs> we digress. <laughs> and we get back to what's what the topic is. Um, so, okay. Uh, he goes home after uh, his parents are on their trip. And he makes himself a dinner. Um, I'm going to do quotation marks on that. Um, he just puts a frozen dinner on the table i don't know doesn't even warm it up yeah i don't know if he doesn't know that his mother always heated up these meals i don't know if the oven just intimidates him i i would see where he's coming from if that's the case but he just sits there picks up this like frozen thing of mashed potatoes and gravy and steak or something and just like puts this frozen thing in his mouth and starts sucking on it and immediately as it was happening i was like he was doing his own stunts even back then (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so that takes that happens at like nine minutes and 55 seconds and is immediately followed by the famous sliding into frame in his underwear and a button-up shirt the famous scene from risky business the most famous moment from this movie happens literally at the 10 minute mark and honestly, I should have turned it off then. That was the peak of the movie. That is the peak of the movie. It was all 
so downhill so quickly from there. Like, just redonkulous. I swear this movie was like almost pornography. Like, this was nuts that this came out in the 80s. uh, Yeah. um, It's... Yeah, it's it's terrible. Um, but uh, oh, however, the following scene, I I will say I'm glad I kept watching because the following scene has bar none my favorite line of the entire film oh, when his friends film. are talking and they say, "Hey man, don't you want to go to Harvard? Don't you know how much Harvard grads make? People who graduate from Harvard make forty thousand a year. Wow." Wow, that I'm sold. And doctors make sixty thousand a year. I wish. Oh, I would give anything to make forty thousand a year. (laughs) Like another generational gap, friends. Yeah, yeah. Like the back in the day, you could live on forty thousand dollars a year, and now you're below the poverty line if you're at forty thousand. And I love the concept that. Had his parents gone to Harvard and were making $40,000 a year, they'd probably be living in a nicer house than that beautiful house he's living in in that movie. Like, how much is that house worth back in the 80s? I don't even know. Like, back before money was worth money. Like, it was just... Just wink and a handshake, and you have a house now. Like, wow. Mm. I wish the economy would heal. Um, but I digress. Um, oh, at some point, his friends come over, and like one friend is there with his girlfriend. He's like, hey, my parents are home, but I want to plow my girlfriend. I see that you have an empty house. Do you have a spare room? And Tom Cruise is like, spare room? Of course not. Use mine. Can you? Like, I have a great many friends. If literally any of them were like, hey, can I do the forbidden deed on your bed? I'd murder them where they stand. Just just for thinking they could make the, the request. Well, and then they just sit in the kitchen and listen to it. Yeah. Like, no. And, and. These are high schoolers. Yes. If, heaven forbid... I was doing the horizontal mambo within the same zip code as friends of mine. Like, I I would just, like, don't make a sound. I don't want anyone to know how this plays out. Like, I wouldn't just be in their home just, ah, ah, ah. No. No. I'm going to, it's going to be ninja sex out of me. But I digress. <laughs> there's so much digressing in this. Oh my gosh. Um, it's because there's nothing good to talk about about this movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I went into this movie like, you know what? We should watch a movie that a lot of people have seen so that more people can listen to our podcast and love it. And this is probably the worst episode we've recorded so far because <laughs> I'm already talking about sex. And it's 15 minutes in. <laughs> um, we digress. Okay, so... <laughs> My notes just say, go bang in my bed. And the next one, uh, friend orders him a prostitute. That night, yeah, his friend is like, aren't you jealous of the friends that were in your room this afternoon? You know what you need? I'm going to call a prostitute. Like, how do you make that jump in logic? And then, like... Because apparently they're listed in the newspaper. That is literally... Also, was that a thing in the 80s? 
Yeah. What kind of just godless... Someone that was alive in 1983, newspaper. please comment and let us know if that was actually a thing. Yeah. If, if you've kept any of your 80s newspapers, frame it. Frame it, put it on your wall, uh, uh, circle it, like, and, and point an arrow and just say, that's a prostitute on the, right, right next to the Sunday Funnies, uh, Cinnamon Oakenshield, you can just, you, there, there's her number, right there, 588-627-30254, that's, that's Cinnamon that's Oakenshield. That's a phone number. Yeah, that's a phone <laughs> number, yeah. Um, I, I was just super worried that I was going to name off, uh, 10 digits and people were going to call it and some (laughs) poor bastard was going to be like, what? Who is Cinnamon? This is not the Oakenshield residence. Where'd you get this number? (laughs) And they'd be like, from the real couple. And then the prostitute that he orders shows up and it's... A transvestite. Yeah, like, and not even one of those, like, clearly it's a guy, but he's like, hey, how's it going? Like, he wasn't even doing a voice. He just shows up and he's like, Your knee-jerk reaction is, let's try again. Right. If at first you don't succeed, try, try again. Like, uh. And then madness ensues. And, and then it just, it gets, it gets so bizarre. Prostitute yeah. steals from him. They end up in a chase scene with her pimp. There's so much about this movie that I'm already forgetting. It they, ended literally 20 like, minutes. Like, so soak his dad's car in the lake yeah um uh, but then he uh, i i think he calls some of her friends and some of his own and then becomes a pimp himself something like it but i i was curious was it like a um easy a situation where he's like no one's actually banging each other it's just once you leave this party you can claim that you banked? I don't know. I don't think so. I I hoped so for the sake of the story, but considering how much I hated this movie, I'm probably not so lucky. Yeah. Well, but, and then um, after they make all the money off of their sex house, which also involved a college recruiter that came to his house for a college interview, yeah. which again, if you were alive in the 80s, please let us know if that was actually a thing. Were college recruiters just coming to your house being like, hey, what's your grade point average? Just so that you could be like, didn't I send you my grade point average? <laughs> which somehow this party sex house that they had is what gets him into Princeton. Literally, this guy is like, I don't think you're good enough to attend our school. And then he turns around and sees a hot girl and he's like, you're definitely getting in. (laughs) What? At what point do you have to like go back to the dean of the college and be like, hey, didn't we agree that this guy isn't like up to standards? What made you change your mind? At what point does he have to be like, got my dick wet? Like, oh my gosh. And then Lana convinces him to go have sex on a train. Yeah, I, I, I which, which then there's like some hobo guy on the train that they have to like 
leave on a random bench in the middle of Chicago somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, like, what inspired the whole let's have sex on a train? I think it was because he was playing with his dad's RC trains? Model trains? I don't like, even know. And then the twist of the movie is the pimp, the original pimp. The original pimp. Stealing all the furniture from Joel's house. Uh, when did that happen? I don't I th- Right? And so, why was he just in Lana's apartment when Joel called? Yeah. And, like, what? I'm so confused. Yeah, and, and this whole time, we're supposed to suddenly care about this relationship between Tom Cruise, or um, Joel and Lana. And it's like, she she did steal from you the first time she was over your house. Like, yeah. what? Um, yeah, just, just a bizarre bizarre story so and then he has to buy back all of the furniture from the money that he made from that party which well i i guess everyone at the party was paying for sex that might be imaginary might be totally real yeah um but he said he made eight thousand dollars that night and he has to buy back everything that was taken out of his house at that point i was like oh shoot does this movie end with like a pimp coming to his house and suddenly because he spent a movie being a pimp suddenly this guy shows up and he's like hey want to buy back all your stuff and all of a sudden this kid like grows some cojones and he's like oh yeah uh let's let's make a deal and then he beats this man to death like i was wondering if maybe there was going to be like a bit of a a bit of a like a tarantino ending sort of like a once upon a time in hollywood that would have been better it would have been so much better i would and there's nothing likable about the original pimp no. If he weren't to make it to the credits, if he were killed, I'd be okay. And I've already seen fully frontal female nudity in this movie, so let's not act like a violence scene is going to be what makes me go, oh, ew, ew, to this I say nay. Also, can we talk about how supposedly this pimp put all of the furniture from this like giant probably like four or five bedroom house into like a 12 foot moving truck. Yeah. And then with two hours before the parents get home from the airport, he somehow buys it all back and puts it all back exactly where it was. Like an 18 year old boy would know where the hell a vase goes. Right. Like, like And the, the one moment of that whole thing that I did find funny um, his, some of his friends are trying to put things back in like a curio cabinet and then he's like, no, 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 get out of the way. I remember where it is. And he starts like arranging them the way his parents had it. And his friend, they, like their parents are like already on the freeway off ramp. And one of his friends is like, no, no, no. Cause I, I put the, well, I put the Chinese face on the top shelf. I didn't want to mix centuries. No, no, no. Cause that's like, that's around the Shang-Chi era. And that is clearly from the, the Shang dynasty. No, you can't put those on the same shelf. And I was like, how long is this shot going to go? This is <laughs> right? a funny piece of dialogue. Like, um, and I, I do recognize that I accidentally just threw Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi. in there. Sorry about that. Um, Plug for Marvel. Yeah. Um, yeah, please pay us Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> Go see Shang-Chi in theaters whenever COVID allows it to come to theaters. Um, Let's face it, it's just going to go straight to Disney Plus, and they're going to have to be sued by the guy playing Shang-Chi. Hush. (laughs) Um, But uh, yeah, the the last bit that I wrote down in my notes 
is this a comedy or a drama? If it's a comedy, it's it's a comedy with zero laughs. If it's a drama, it's a drama with zero dramatic moments that are plausible. Um, is it... IMDb says it's comedy, crime, drama, and romance. Oh my goodness gracious. Just everything. Um, so, it's a comedy with no comedic moments. It's a drama with no dramatic moments. And it's a famous movie with no memorable moments. Why I, is this movie famous? I'm is it because it has Tom Cruise it? in it? I have no idea. We really need somebody who was alive in the 80s to like explain this movie to us. Yeah. To explain why it's famous and what the hell happened in it. Yeah. The only reason I remember the line about uh, uh, Harvard graduates make 40 grand a year is because of today's standards. Yeah. That wouldn't be a memorable line back in the 80s. Like, it, literally, I don't get the hype. Um, I'm so sorry if you guys like this film because Dallas and Page of The Real Couple truly, yeah, truly disliked this film. <laughs> On a scale of 1 to 10, this, this movie blows. Um... Going through all the different, uh, what I think of the story, it sucked. What I think of acting, the acting was meh. Um, never before have I ever seen a movie that so desperately wants me to believe that every single adult on this planet is either a scumbag or the most boring human conceivable. Like, his his parents are so one note. They're so like, hey son, when I'm not in the house, you can't touch my stereo. What? I just looked up the score on Rotten Tomatoes of what this movie got. It is sitting at a 92% on the tomato meter and 73% audience score. What? Who are you Neanderthals? Go see any other movie. Did we literally just find our unpopular opinion? I yes this this is one of the uh, I'm sure this will quickly become one of my least popular opinions I've ever had. Um, not that I've never had unpopular opinions. Okay, there are some movies that I believe that I recognize are pure gold, and everyone else thinks they're garbage. And then there's we'll other get movies into that later, though. Yes, there are other movies that the entire population of Earth think are the greatest things to ever touch cinema and i am smart enough to recognize that they're steaming piles of dog shit um okay so acting terrible special effects there were none cinematography weirdly great weirdly weirdly great um choreography uh the dance number was fine (laughs) i read somewhere that that was actually improvised yes i read that too um, apparently the script just says, like, he dances around the house or something like that. But, like, the uh, sliding into frame, all that stuff, Tom Cruise came up with it all. Um, so that's cool. Um, the music. They use that one, um, I can hear it calling. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, like, a great song. Yeah. Shouldn't be in this movie. No. Because it's a great song. Yes. <laughs> you don't get to good. Use good music if you're making shitty movies. 
Um, so, yeah, that that is uh, anything more to say? No. Okay. Well, um, by far our shortest episode yet. Um, but, you're welcome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, if you're willing to, we ask that you please uh, give us a review, subscribe, uh, leave a comment if you're willing. Um, you can find us on Instagram. We've got our own Instagram. Um, but uh, if you're listening to our podcast on one service and you don't like that service and you want to switch to another service, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and Radio Public. Um, I I know there was uh, some mix-up with, uh, what was it, Amazon Music, I believe? Or Google no, Podcasts. Google Podcasts, yeah. There was some mix-up with Google Podcasts, but it's it's all been cleared up now. Um, I have verified that we are on there. Um, so, yeah. Um, please, oh, oh, don't hit the cable. Um, yeah. Uh, leave us a comment, a review, all that stuff. Um, I don't really, I'm still figuring out the analytics and, and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah. Um, I post this on my uh, Facebook page. If you want to share this on your Facebook page, if you want to just share my post, that's fine with me. If you want to share it yourself, you're a beautiful person. Um, But uh, yeah, so until next time, uh, you stay classy out there. And uh, once again, and I say this from the bottom of my heart, most importantly, Marvel, please pay us. (laughs) (laughs) And on that note, thanks for listening.